I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, a show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. If you recently discovered this podcast, stick around, listen, and become a regular. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. Joining me in studio today is my drinking buddy and fellow artist, my good friend, Paul Ramey. Hello, hello. It's good to <laughs> see you, Paul. Is it? It is. <laughs> Did you hear a little crack? It is. <laughs> well, you know, puberty comes to yeah, everybody it, different times. It does, it does. So uh, you, you kind of got into it last night. Are you, you doing okay for the day, for the show? Oh, I'm doing you, great, but I'm, right. you know. Tell, I me, just, tell me white rations. I only had one one big one. but That's it, enough for you. Yeah, it hit me pretty hard. It did. I was having fun. All right. Well, we have a special guest on the show today. Very I'm, special. I'm pretty, pretty excited about this. Uh, on this episode is a freelance illustrator and a concept artist. He is the host of the Art Condition podcast. He is also known to make his mark on skin via the art of tattoo. Oh, really? Yes. I'm thankful he is spending some time with us this evening. So without further delay, please welcome our guest today, Joby Dore. Now, now what, what do you mean by special? What, what are you trying? <laughs> you are special. Yeah, you, special you, I, you, you didn't tell tell me that this was going to be a, yeah, make fun of Joby. <laughs> it, is, anyway. it is not. I tell you, I, I got to tell people where we were, where I found you actually. We were, uh, I was perusing the Twitch you know, decided to get out there on where the kids are at. And uh, I've been finding so many great artists out there who aren't all kids. You know, yeah, there's, no. there's some really, really <laughs> fantastic artists out there. And Joby's one of them. I was, uh, yeah, I just stumbled on your pot, on your, uh, your stuff there. And, and then the podcast, I'm still trying to get caught up on all those. Man, you've got some interesting outtakes on everything. I just, I love it. You're a, you're a fantastic artist. So thank you. Yeah. So yeah, I you, appreciate that. What are you drinking with us tonight? Uh, I am uh, drinking um, Synergy Organic Kombucha. Real, this is uh, the drink of all Seattleites. <laughs> We're real wholesome and crunchy up here. This is a watermelon flavor. Um, they like to let you know that uh, you will be enlightened. This will renew, rebalance, and rebuild. So this is this is good stuff. I I feel like my soul and my body is being nourished. That is awesome. Well, I am I am partaking of the spirits to make my soul feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I am having a Jim Beam Black Extra Aged, and uh, I made Paul something special, something I think he might like. And uh, Paul's not much of a drinker. No, nope. uh, he he's a he's a learn. He's kind of got his training wheels on right now. But uh, I try to get him something, and we always try to measure it to see how he likes it. So Paul, give us, give us a little concoction I made for you. I don't uh, even know what's in it, but let me uh, take a little, so don't tell me yet. Let's okay. See. All right. <laughs> Joby, Paul, uh, Paul always tries to do something. He, he's a good sport. God damn. There's, uh, there's orange juice. Huh? <laughs> yeah. There's orange juice. That's the, that's the universal reaction for like, oh shit, what am I drinking? <laughs> right. Like, ah, nah. that, that little like I, after I swallow, oh oh, what is that? There's a hint of oh, vanilla ah. in it. What what is this? There is some rum in there, some coconut rum. Oh okay, Ma- Malibu coconut rum. That's the brand, uh, and just orange juice. It's about a. I, I usually go about a fifty fifty, but it, it probably could have went one third, two thirds. On the mix, but 50, one third, two thirds on the orange two, juice side. Yeah, two thirds on the orange juice side. Yeah, and now I like to throw a little bit of um, energy drink in on top of that. Yeah, like a pomegranate 
kind of energy drink. It gives it a nice color too. Is really. there a name for this? No, I don't think so. It gives we it do. a nice color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the artistic part of the show. It is, it is. That's not bad. Am I going to be able to drive? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you should be able to. Yeah, because it's, it's a whole hour. It's only about a... I think about, only you can answer that question. Yeah. Oh, dude, that I was is so a fucked point. up last night. I was like, I can't believe. I was like, <laughs> we're here for the art, and here we are talking. Yeah. I, <laughs> me and a couple guys I play music with are in a group chat, and I just started uh, bombarding them with videos of me cussing them out like all night when they're asleep. When I wake up, and my guitar player <laughs> had put put them all into a collage and posted on YouTube. It's it's a uh, I was pretty tore up. So yeah, <laughs> it's for forever uh, entombed yeah. in the YouTube. Right. Well, see, I've only Dude. I've only been drunk probably six times in my life. So and I'm 46. So. Oh yeah. Well, that means you're still enjoying it. Yeah. And you're at a point in your life where you're old enough to actually appreciate what's happening. Uh, exactly. I was at yeah. home. I was safe. But I'm, I really was. I sat there in one of the videos. And I'm like, I can't believe people drive like this. How? Oh how, yeah. How is that even legal? Yeah, it's yeah. They shouldn't drive. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, no, there's a <laughs> there's a good reason why it's not legal. <laughs> All right. Well, I derailed us. Uh, Go ahead, Mike. I, I know yeah. you're mad at me. No, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at you. Why are you mad at me? I don't know. It's just All about right. the cut of your jib. Yeah, it pisses me off. Joby, this this is how it goes every time. We're like the two old Muppets. We shout at each other I, and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dig it. No, I, those, are, those are my favorite characters. Yeah. And, you know, you're not the first person to have kombucha on this show. Oh, shit. I had a guest in Australia that had that. <laughs> oh, so well, it, I'm going to have to find some. That's even more insulting than calling me <laughs> oh, special. Well, that's like, <laughs> special. So kombucha, special. That's, like, that's, av- that's like avocado water or something, right? I don't know what that... <laughs> Yeah, you know, with the with their essential oils and oh. the, the diffusers and yeah. ch- chak- chakra massages. Oh, I love yeah. it. Would you like me to tell you about the hike that I went on yesterday? Yeah, let's yeah, do that. No, I'm just kidding. I don't fucking hike. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought everybody out there did. All right, I bet everybody listening at home right now is probably thinking, are they going to just chat? Or are they yeah, going to talk about art? That's what the show's about. It is. It yeah. is. But we got to talk about art because that's what we're here to do. Oh, I, I really want to. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. I, and I, I reached out to Twitter on some things too, which is always fun because you never know what you're going to get. Um, but I also, yeah, I just, I want to break the ice here and uh, have you tell us a little bit about uh, what you've done, what you've done and what, uh, what you're working on right now as an artist. Well, what I've done... Um, so for the majority of my professional career, I've been a tattoo artist. Um, that, that was the, the profession that sort of made me the man that I am today. Well, that, that's, there's sort of a, a, a whole other long tangent to my career as a tattoo artist. But the, the short answer for now is that COVID um, derailed that pretty majorly. Um, mm-hmm. And the silver lining to it though is that it gave me the opportunity to start focusing on some other projects that i've had my mind on for a long time like things interests that i've wanted to explore more things that i've wanted to um you know develop and expand on as an artist that i haven't had as much time to 
working full time as a tattoo artist and, you know, having forced time off was the perfect opportunity to start uh, getting into a lot of those things. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, the, the worst reasons for it to happen, but I, I, and I I have to at the same time admit that it's kind of awesome for my personal life and my, uh, and I say that respectfully to all of the people out there that I know have not had a great go of it. Mm-hmm. Just purely speaking for myself, I don't want to rub it in, you know, or trigger anybody, but um, yeah, the, I mean, COVID was kind of a turning point for me and it had, it gave me the opportunity to start developing some new things in my career. And one of those things was freelance illustration mm-hmm. um, and, you know, getting more into making art I don't want to say that I enjoy more because I love tattooing, mm-hmm. but it did, you know, it did definitely become, you know, just sort of like a job. Yeah. Um, and, and the, the, the creativity of it had slipped a little bit. Um, and, and again, that's for a lot of other reasons. I don't, maybe we can talk about that in a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the creativity had been feeling like it had kind of gone out of it and I had been doing it for so long, you know, that I'm for a creative person for, I'm sure you guys can relate to this, you know, for somebody whose mind is like always sort of like working on new ways of looking at things and new ways of doing things. I just felt stagnant. It's basically what it falls down to. Um, and my first love has always been fantasy art and sci-fi. Um, and I just, I just hit the ground running. You know, when COVID put me out of work as a tattoo artist, I was like, cool, time to start fucking painting uh, elves and ogres and (laughs) (laughs) robots. And yeah, (laughs) you know, like all the stuff that when I was 12 was awesome and it's still awesome. And um, it's maybe it's matured a little bit. Maybe it's become (laughs) just a little bit more sophisticated. Um, And so I do a lot of D&D commission work um for like private clients uh, i do a lot of work for um like game development companies um and so that's sort of just like where i've like pushed my focus into now as well as some personal projects that are they're taking a little bit more time for me to get into and for again reasons we can, we can talk about more if we want to but that's oh, yeah. sort of my long-winded bringing us up to speed on where where i'm at now that's very cool i, th- where I think I, where, uh, where i come from where i'm at now yeah yeah I, I think i think there are a lot of us in that boat you know the whole streaming thing uh getting online covid covid drove me to that too it was like how, how can i do this how can i get people to know that i'm still around and uh still making art without galleries and 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 all the the, the typical roots that uh, artists in, in my genre tend to go towards and um, I was also falling out of favor with uh, YouTube. I just really didn't like the platform as much as I thought I would. And, um, that's, that's really what made me fall into Twitch. You talked a little bit about, uh, tattoo as a job. And I know it's difficult too, because it's still hard. I'm sure you got into the zone quite a bit doing it. And it was, you know, fun meeting so many people and the different characters that walk in and, and get things done. But do you do you find maybe the the structured hours because I I think that's the hardest part for an artist is is structuring your hours so you have to do this every day and it takes a little bit of the toll on on the soul I think 
Um, I, you know, I don't think it was so much the the structure of it. I'm actually somebody that that thrives with a certain amount of structure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's sort of weird. Uh, the way that I I, I Oh, I think about some, I don't remember where exactly I heard it, but I heard it recommended one point to schedule your spontaneity. <laughs> Man, 100%. So you, that is 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you know what, you, that resonates with you. You know, it's like, I, there's, there's this space in my schedule where I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's the time where I can surprise myself, but it has to be at a predictable point. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and so, so I, I kind of need both, you know, like I, I need some uncertainty and some unpredictability, but it has to be within a larger context of a, of a structured framework. Otherwise, I just procrastinate. I feel lost. I get real anxious. Things get un, unwoven relatively quickly like if I don't have, I just become really undisciplined. So like structure and schedule and all that kind of thing. It's like the way that I keep myself disciplined. Mm -hmm. I work really good with deadlines. If things are open-ended and loosey goosey, I'm fucked. So yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't so much that. Um, so I, I mean, if you want, I can dive into it a little bit as far as, you know, the, the nitty gritty of, of tattooing and, yeah, we can, you know, we, like we'll go any, anywhere you want to go with this conversation is, is really the whole idea here. This is uh this is fun. I want to dig deep. When I started the podcast, I didn't want to do the typical interview thing. I wanted to just mm-hmm. really have conversations and you kind of opened a door for me there, Joby, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> where we can open, open the door and, and really kind of get into it. Cause, um, I do want to get back on, on the Twitch, uh, Mm-hmm. thing and and talking about your illustration and and really the drive there but something that really that I really want to go down an avenue that I really want to go down is finding your creative time you know with a structure like what you're talking about uh was it was it simple was it just like a get up and work uh or was it more of a what when do I work best kind of a thing which which uh which direction would you say you went well, um, this, this actually took me a, a long time to figure out. And if I had it to do over again, which is a, a silly thing to say, I, I know, but <laughs> every now and then you, you see it pop up, you know, on, on Twitter or whatever, you know, if you could go back and you could tell your 20 year old self something. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, one of, <laughs> one of the many things I would want to tell 20 year old Joby is, um, just that, you know, like figure out some, some discipline, man, that's mm-hmm. what you're missing in your life is, is, is structure, you know, and, and the, the fact that, that showing up is the most important thing. And it's all right. If you, if you don't, if you're not as efficient as you quote should be, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the only person as a, as a, a creative and a, a self-employed creative, especially, or even if, you know, it's just sort of like more of a hobbyist pursuit for you. Mm-hmm. The only person that you're ultimately really obligated to is yourself. You know, um, if you're working with a client, sure, they have deadlines, but the, the thing that gets you to the point where you even have clients is your own motivation and your own discipline. Mm-hmm. And that's really just like a matter of showing up and developing that consistency. And that was the thing for me that took a long time to figure out is, is, is having the place and having the time um, 
And even after I it I had figured that out, it it took a long time for that to sink in as uh, an objective notion, you know, or like something that I had I I sort of like internalized it and incorporated it into my life before I had necessarily the verbiage to describe yeah that that thing and but now that i have it i i preach it every time i get the opportunity that it's like that's that's the most important thing is having the place and having the time the, the place where you do art in the same way that you have a place in your house where you make food and you go to the bathroom and you sleep you treat your art space in the exact same way and just like you have breakfast and you have lunch and you have dinner. And if you're lucky to have fucking regular bowel movements, I don't know why I picked that randomly because I said bathroom, but whatever. Um, being regular is important. <laughs> being regular is very important. Immediately after that came out of my mouth, I was like, man, there's like half a dozen other things you could have went with there. But I, I do that. You get, you get what I'm saying, you know, so having the time and having the place is the most important thing. And even if you even if you show up and you don't do as much as you would like to, you screw around on your phone, you get distracted, you procrastinate. Yeah. Yep. Forgive yourself for doing that, you know, and be accepting and, uh, you know, lenient with yourself. It's like, yeah. you know, that's cool. Like, I get it. You know, and there's there's a reason why we do that and blah, blah, blah. You know, but just like keeping. Keeping the time and keeping the place and, and making those sacred. And one thing that I tell people now is make those agreements with the side of yourself that you're friendly with. We beat ourselves up a lot and we say mean and nasty things to ourselves. Yeah. But every, every now and then there's like a, there's a nice person voice that says something. And I encourage people to think of that as an actual friend in the same way that you have. Hopefully you have actual friends. Um, I don't. <laughs> Paul, Paul's the only one. He just shows up. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> then, then this voice is perfect for you, my friend. Um, there's that. The, there's the every now and then. You know, it, it, lucky. Look, if we're lucky, it's more than every now and then. It pops up, and it's nice to us. Yeah. And so, make friends with that nice voice, and and make agreements with the nice voice in the same way that you make agreements with your friends to like go out and have dinner or have a good time, mm-hmm. and you want to show up and you want to do those things. Because they're your friend. Yep. Do the same thing with yourself. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So, Absolutely. That's a great way of looking with. at it. No, you're not getting long-winded at all. I think this is perfect. Uh, I'm crazy about schedules. I really am. I, I probably seem a little bit loose on it. But uh, with uh, the full-time evening shift job, um, I, I dedicate 40 hours to that. And then I put about 30 hours in my art every week. And then to make sure that I have time for family and, and friends and all of that is just you really have to get good at scheduling. And I think a lot of people listening fall into the the category of, uh, you know, part-time artist or, or whatever. I think, I think it's more common than, than full-time, but, um, I really liked your, your explanation of just sitting down and being okay with the idea that when you're in your space and, and having a space is truly important, but when you're in that space and you, you do other things that probably keep you from doing your art, um, it's okay. You shouldn't get down on yourself. I totally agree with that because there's times I've beat myself up for sitting down in the studio and doing nothing but looking at YouTube videos and then walking mm-hmm. out of the room going, I didn't make any art. That's yeah, what I'm, yeah. you know, that's what and, I was in there for. And I, and to the, whatever degree I can, I always want to stress to people that you, you, you have to congratulate yourself for 
for showing up. Yeah. I, and I'll, and I would, and I'll do you even one better. Don't try and stop yourself from, you know, getting down and disappointed and even like, you know, berating yourself. Let that happen too. But also as well say, Hey, good job for showing up and being there. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and I, and you know, and you mentioned that, you know, your audience may be like mostly comprised of, you know, hobbyists or part-timers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that it's, it's even more important for people that aren't doing it like professionally or like full-time professionally to have that notion of, of place and time, mm -hmm. because it, you know, if you, if you don't have that enforced discipline and structure of a, you know, of a career schedule or, or client deadlines or whatever, it'll be that much easier for you to just not even show up. Yep. You know, or like, yep. don't even, you know, don't even, you get, forget getting distracted with YouTube. There's whatever, you know? Um, so the, having that place and that time. And the, the other thing too, is like, people like to overshoot it, you know, like they daydream about their fantasy studios. Right. And, and, and they're, they're like the most perfect art spaces or what, and they think <laughs> about one day, you know, like, oh man, one day I'm going to have the space for this. And it's going to be fucking awesome. And there's an interesting thing. There's a, actually like a, this is like a, a proven neurological function that when you get excited about something, it's hard for your brain to distinguish between things that you're just daydreaming about and things that have actually happened. And it gets even worse when you tell people about it. So if you're excited about your fantasy studio space and then you like, you know, tell your friend, or your significant other, you know, like, oh, I can't wait for this one day. I'm going to have this blah, blah, blah. You're, it can actually sap motivational energy away from you because your brain will start checking it off the list of things to do because it can't make that differentiation. Oh. So I, I feel like it, and this isn't to say like, you, you got to keep it secret, you know, like, don't right, tell right. anybody, you know, but just be cognizant of like, are you, are you setting yourself up for, Failure just by way of, you know, uh, over you're, you're putting it somewhere in the future. Whereas like right now, today, you can find a space. I'm, I'm sure, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a place to live, there's somewhere in that place where you can put a little five by six, five by seven sketchbook. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. small sketchbooks. Just find a little space where you can, where you can put that. And that's the only thing that goes there. You don't put cups and plates, you don't put dirty laundry, like nothing else goes there except for that little sketchbook. And you figure out what is the time that I can sit down in front of that sketchbook every day or five days a week or whatever, you know, like whatever is exactly, exactly manageable as far as consistency. Twitch has done that for me quite a bit. And, and this would be a good segue into Twitch actually. Um, mm -hmm. The the idea of sitting down and having a schedule on Twitch was something that kind of terrified me as I was getting started. I've only, I've been on Twitch for about two years, but uh, since the middle of October, I decided I was going to actually start doing artwork and sharing it and uh, all of that there. And it didn't take me very long really to think that, you know, I, to have a consistency that I need, I got to have some sort of schedule. So I started putting together a schedule and, uh, just, just sitting, I've created more artwork in the last two weeks, three weeks, four weeks than I have in a long time. Mm -hmm. So that, that really, that 
amplifies really what you're saying about having a a space where you, you say, this is what I do here. And of course, I leave it up, the equipment quite a bit, which is new for me because I used to put everything away when I was done. You know, so mm-hmm. all the audio, all the audio gear would get put away after a podcast. All the painting supplies would get put away after painting. And I do have a dedicated space, but it's small and uh, quite efficient. I've I've made it work pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm totally on board with what you're saying about how anybody listening, if they have a place in their home, um, you know, make a space. My space is only about twelve by twelve. And it's everything I do as an artist is done in here. So, yeah, you don't you don't need a lot of space. You know, no. that's why I, I I come back to the sketchbook. You know, because uh, it 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 contrasts so sharply from you know the one day, mm-hmm. uh, one day I'll do X or one day I'll do this. It's like no man, like go buy a sketchbook and find the place in your house where you can yeah. put it. And that's you know, and then I, I, it's and. What this leads into is the generation of momentum and inertia. You know, this is all about like you're building a habit, you know, you're building a routine for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you, when you get that going, you end up in a place where that you, you look forward to it and you anticipate it and you want to do it. And yeah. that's when things really start happening for you, you know, cause it, it's that you're, developing in yourself almost like a need and a compulsion and you then you then you don't need that ugly voice that's like trying to berate you into doing something you know yeah absolutely so the the question i got on twitch i, I want to ask this because uh the the person who asked it he, he's a he's a super cool guy scott asks uh did you start your illustration career freelancing or working for a company or studio and how did you get your first freelance gig this is a question for, for me. Who yes, asked that? Yes. Uh, Scott, <laughs> a, a guy on Twitter asked it. So uh, it was, oh, I okay. think that's a pretty good question. Uh, basically, how did you start your illustration career uh, where you, uh, as a freelancer? Just I jumped right into it. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I shit my pants and jumped right in. Um, <laughs> the, the technical specifics of it, it I, I didn't, I, I've never worked for a company. Um, that there is, I think, some advantages to coming at it from that direction, you know, like getting your portfolio to a point where, uh, you know, a company, you know, but then the question is like, what kind of company do you want to work for? Mm-hmm. What kind of illustration do you want to do? Um, and, and that's a very important question that one should ask themselves all the time. Um, for me, knowing that the type of art that I was like most drawn to and then realizing that there's this market for um, D&D characters, you know, people mm-hmm. wanting commissions of their, their D&D characters. That was sort of my first toe in. Um, it's, it's hard. It's really hard, arguably prohibitively difficult to make your soul living just from doing people's D&D characters. Mm-hmm. But that was sort of like a toe in that led me into connections and um, other places where I could, you know, find out about new opportunities, um, you know, new resources, lots of new things. It's sort of like the first thing that you find your way into can lead to if you're open to it. And and if you keep a curious mind, you know, and you keep a steady pursuit of uh, new opportunities 
because I think as a self-employed artist, a self-sufficient artist, that's the most important thing is like, is, is diversity of income streams. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I, I, there, I don't know, you know, maybe in the fine art world, it's more common, you know, where like a painter, they, they do paintings, you know, and they're represented by a gallery, and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, you know. Uh, but even then, it's like they're selling prints, merchandise, you know, right, like right. there's always something else that is happening. And so for so for me, it kind of it started with that one thing. Um, and I don't know, we could talk if you wanted about like how I found my way into that or even like discovered that. But it would, that was like. The, the, the thing that kind of made me realize, oh, like there's. You know, there's things that I can do. I would really enjoy that subject matter and I would really enjoy that process. And the fact that there's this market, um, you know, for doing people's characters that kind of like allowed me that uh, to wedge the door open. Yeah. Um, and, and then from there, it's just like, oh, what else? You know, where else can I put this and how can I develop my portfolio? How can I, you know, what kind of work do I want to do? You know, what's the, um, what's the style that I, you know, all those mm-hmm. kinds of questions that you, you have to wrestle with came along with that. But. Yeah. You're almost making me think actually going from, uh, and I think all artists feel this way. You start thinking about what can I make money from versus what am I excited about? And when you combine mm-hmm. those two things, when you're really excited about it and you can make money from it, that's the big bang. That's the moment right there when you go, yeah, this is what I want to do. And that's, that's kind of what you're making me think of right there. Yeah. The, I mean, the biggest bang is being able to do something that you love and get paid for it. Right. Um, and you, you could say, oh, well, you know, you're making art and you love making art. But certainly there are types of, I can imagine a large number of gigs that involve the making of art that I do not want to do. There, mm. There's a... Um, a, a story that I saw on YouTube. I don't want to say it was like a documentary, but it was in an interview with a guy that he he has set uh, he has built up empire man. He's got the whole thing like lined up. Uh, what's the like? Um, you know, it's very tightly regimented. It's all standardized. Like all his like prints are the same size as shipping. Everything is like automated. It's crazy. Mm. He's making millions of dollars, but all he's doing is these like, I don't, I almost said crappy. That'd be mean to say, but like, (laughs) you can say crappy. We do that here. (laughs) Well, I mean, they're like, they're good drawings, but they're like very boring drawings of people playing golf. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. That's the only thing he's drawing. And it's like, dude, I'm very happy for you making a million dollars. I just don't know if I could do it. And me, and maybe that's like a weakness of character on my part that I can't get up in the morning for a million dollars. If it means that I'm not going to enjoy the art that I'm doing, but, but man, I really, I just, I gotta, gotta be honest. If if there's anybody out there that thinks less of me for saying that, you know, I, I, I get it. I understand. But I, I, I feel you. I do. I, I think a lot of it, cause man, you sound just like me on that. I don't, 
I, as an artist, I don't want to paint myself into a corner. No, no pun intended, but I, I just don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to put myself in a place where I'm like, this is what made me famous. Now I got to paint that every time. I got to get mm-hmm. in the studio and paint that same painting, just different every time. And I mean, that kind of sounds like hell, right? It does. Doing the it same is. Thing that's a, day. that's a job. <laughs> but by that same thing, uh, you know, have you done a commission for somebody or, or been doing a D and D character and they've, the, the clients kind of described this to you and you just went into it or even more so a tattoo that um, they wanted it a certain way and you just weren't feeling it. How do you get yourself, how do you get yourself kind of in the zone to be able to do your best work when you're doing something that you're, you're really not liking, but you still have to, you still have to make it great. I mean, how do you do that? Well, it's the, it's the promise that on the other side of that, there's a tattoo that I'm going to be super, super excited about. Yeah. Or a or a or a you know a, a private painting commission that I am going to be really excited about. If I was, dude, if I was doing like the same, with, you guys might not know what I mean if I say Pinterest tattoos, right? Um, or maybe you can infer the meaning, um, because that's become like a really big thing now is people finding uh, little designs, little kitschy trendy designs on Pinterest that they yeah. really like. Yeah, it's and, like, and, do you really and, want that on your body? <laughs> right. Why? Well, you know, it's like, who am I to judge to find that thing? You know, but like, if I had to tattoo the same fucking silhouette of a black feather, that's like turning into a flock of birds and flying <laughs> away at the top every day, or even if it was some variation on that, or get, you, you name it, give me, 20, 50, 100 tattoos. If, 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 if what you're doing is limiting the number of things that I'm going to be able to t- like tattoo or do paintings of, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's the, the surprise. It's, yeah, exactly. It's the surprise of the next thing, not knowing what the, and, and, and that is one of the things that started to suck some of the joy out of tattooing for me is, as like, between the internet and reality TV and, um, excuse me, sorry, if you can hear the dogs <laughs> in the background, we love they, dogs here. <laughs> they spaz out at nothing sometimes. Um, yeah, between the internet and reality t- TV, um, and there became this like, like over abundance of tattoo artists and an overabundance of tattoo artists that were willing to do the same yeah. hundred tattoos yeah and it just started sucking the joy out of it you yeah. know like because i had worked really hard this is going to sound like complaining and lame but i had worked really hard to get myself into a position where it's like i i there's there's the thing that i do it's custom it's by appointment only you know yeah. and um it got harder to you know find people that have that appreciated that in, in uh, in the shadow of Pinterest tattoos and, you know, reality TV shows and the sort of like the weird expectations that people started to develop about what the tattoo industry was. And it started losing a lot of magic. You know, I, a lot of tattoo artists, that, any tattoo artist that's been tattooing for a long time will tell you it's, you know, it's a very different industry than what it was 25 years or 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's, Anyway, this is all to say that 
it, it's when you start sucking the, the the creative vibrancy out of something, you know, that's where it it dies. It dies for me. So yeah, I can't I can't take a million dollars to do the same golf drawing you know, or the same <laughs> ten golf drawings like, over and over again. Right. Um, why was I talking about that guy? Shit, I'm sorry. I totally like even forgot like how we got on that. Yeah, I don't I don't remember either. It, it that's how this goes. <laughs> I I actually listen back to the folks probably don't realize I actually when these go out on Thursday nights, I I'm driving home from work and I actually turn it on cuz it comes out at 12 a.m. on Thursday. Um and I, I drive home and listen to it and I as soon as I walk in the door, I grab grab something to drink. I just sit and listen to it like a fan and and I enjoy it, oh, you that's know. That's cool. Kind of fine. I learn. I learn a lot. Listen to everybody talk. <laughs> you were just. We got on that subject about you know this cat has made a living selling these prints and doing these paintings of the same same ten little kind of golf designs, and yeah. that's just not something. That's just not something anybody can just do. You know. And, well, it sounds and like Nickelback. We, we, we got to bring those. in. Got to bring in Nickelback on it. It's like you do the same <laughs> song over and over again. It's that's that's ACDC. Oh, I I remember even before before the golf drawing thing. Like what led us to that? I think you had asked me, or you had you were sort of like just talking a little bit about um, yeah, it's coming to grips or you know coming to some understanding of you know the type of art that you want to do and then oh yeah, you know, yeah the type of yeah, art yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. willing to get paid for. Is sort of the question and you know and i and ideally you you can do both yeah um and yeah and so that idea of you know keeping some creativity in it is is mandatory yeah and then to the degree that you are able to you know just be doing like like the thing that is truly just yours and you can find people to buy that you know that's when you're really in the sweet spot but yeah. that's tough that's the hardest way to do it of like of all of the options. I think that's what brings out the best in the artist too. It really does. You can, you can almost get a sense for the artist. They're hitting their sweet spot for what they want to do. And it's like their creativity just completely blows up. I mean, they might be working for a client and they're, they're still doing clients work, but they also have a little bit of room to, I don't know what, how to, how to word it, but they're almost able to let their, well, creativity come out you know well the what it's it's and what i think what happens is even if they're the artists that are in that type of zone even if they're doing client work it's clients that are coming to them for the very specific reason of, of being drawn to the the thing that that artist is like Absolutely. already known for or yes. whatever you know what i mean yeah and um so it, it's the the hardest part about it the hardest part about it isn't even finding people that are going to want to be consumers, you know, or like, you know, buyers or supporters. It's coming, like being truthful and honest enough with yourself about like, what that is. Like, what is the thing that's inside of you that, that you want to express to the world? What is the story that you want to tell? It takes fucking balls, man. And like, uh, and I'm not like tooting my own horn because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out myself. I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, what is the thing that is, that isn't like, what is the thing that I'm scared to show the world? That's how you know when you are on the yeah. right track. But this yeah. is a question that a lot of artists will ask. Well, how do I even know that? What's the thing that you're terrified of? What is the thing inside of you that you get really emotional about that you don't want to talk to other people yeah. about? That uncomfortable that's, feeling is a good place. That's, that's where it is. Yep. And, 
and the only person that can really like decide what the imagery is that goes along with that you're the only person that can decide that but i I tell you for sure that's a good indicator of where you're going to find it i stumbled on you on twitch uh when you were working on uh the the ragnarok game for hunters entertainment um oh what was is it calamity calamity yeah yes (laughs) the goth metal goddess um Uh that to me really as i was watching you work on it and stuff i just i felt like yeah this is this is the work this this man should be doing uh do do you find that that's like that's your zone right there that's your happy place (laughs) yeah so to speak yeah absolutely yeah that's i mean there's nothing that i would rather be doing than painting pictures of morose you know like fucking over (laughs) (laughs) overdone over you know melodramatic uh uh, goth it's and but i don't want to like pigeonhole myself like i don't i'm it's not that i'm particularly drawn to that type of imagery it's just like anything well like what i said at the beginning you know fantasy and sci-fi are are my main things and within that realm there's a lot of directions that i can go and be happy um i also talked about you know a, a personal project or two of mine that um that i've been trying to work more on as well and those are harder because those are from the places that i was talking about you know just a minute ago yeah of there there's there's emotional content that's tied up in that that is it's harder to untangle and it's and it's it's more difficult to like to have the guts to like try and figure out okay what is a painting that's in that emotional space what does that look like and then in the meantime i'm more than happy to be doing you know awesome uh you know, crazy warrior goddess type sitting on a throne of skulls, you know, like that she, she's I, can, I can, yeah, I can make do with, with that for a little bit as well. So yeah, that's, I mean, I've definitely like found a spot that I, um, I'm finding joy in the work that I'm doing, you know, and you know, whether it's like in my deepest heart of hearts, you know, or if it's just fun, cool shit. Um, I, I'm, I feel very fortunate that um i you know again it's for the crappiest reasons covid put (laughs) covid fucking global pandemic putting me out of work but it's like at the same time put me in this position right exactly there's nothing wrong with with acknowledging the positives that's happened i mean it's it didn't diminish i don't think right uh, yeah 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 yeah. the seriousness of it and and the, the hardship to other people has had. I mean, it's it's like that with anything. I mean, people die, and yeah. a funeral director is able to make money. I mean, there's yeah, there it, is a yin and yeah. yang to this, and um, yeah. you know, as long as I mean, I think that you got the right attitude with it, and you, you acknowledge yeah. the you acknowledge the the other side of that. So yeah. I don't think you COVID is a shitty situation for everyone. Yes. I, I know that, but I, I think that's what makes us so resilient is the fact that we find mm-hmm. positive in a crappy situation that makes us come together and say, all right, what, what can I do? And, and, uh, I certainly, I would never have known of Joby door if 
I wasn't on Twitch and I probably wouldn't be as anxious about being on Twitch. Actually, I know I wouldn't be as anxious about being on Twitch if I wasn't experimenting with more of this, you know, live streaming and getting out there and, and actually doing more of this and, and even having people on the podcast this way. You know, it's, it's making the world a little bit smaller really quick. And that's not a bad thing. No, it's a fantastic thing. I, I get up every morning and I, I can give thanks to whatever's out there that <laughs> right. is listening. Yeah, <laughs> right. That um, there's, a, you know, I've, I've uh, found my way into a, an area. I, I don't know what the, I mean, the word community gets used pretty loosely and, and it is definitely a community, but I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, it's even more than that. Yeah. It's a um, tribe because it, I think it's, it's more, it's it is a tribe. A tribe. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. And cause it's, and it's also, it's, you know, it's like, it's definitely happening on Twitch, but then it's also happening on Twitter, Yeah, you know, and, and to yeah. some degree, if there's, there's a, there's a little bit of it kind of in all the places, the, 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 the more like massive traditional types of social media platforms, maybe less so. Yeah. I think it's strongest where I found it strongest is on, is on Twitch. Right. And, and now kind of starting to, to branch off into this, into this podcast world, there's a lot there and that's been incredibly rewarding. I'm not, you are, you've been in this space for a while now already. And, you know, I'm sure listening to podcasts for a lot longer than you've actually been doing one, you know, so not to, you know, preach to the choir here, but that like after starting doing this, like podcasting thing, that's, that's so much fun. Like I get almost as much like joy and, um, uh, what's the word that I'm thinking, you know, enrichment yeah. from doing that as, as actual art itself. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Find it, get, being, in, being inspired by other people. You know? Yeah. There's a synergy level that that's happening. I think with a lot of us, um, you, I didn't go to art school and for me, when I sit down and, and actually have a conversation with other artists, whether they went to school or not, it, it's really not the point, but it, it's almost like back in art class in high school, you sit down and you talk with people and you go, oh, you're an artist too. We have something in common. You start working and you do your, both of you do your work, but it's almost like it's your best work because mm -hmm. you're, you have that synergy of, of people coming together and doing that thing that we do, you know, and that's, yes. that's the cool part, yeah. I think. And it seems like yeah. everybody's really supportive. And, and the thing is about the, you know, art is so subjective and there's so many levels of it and there's so many different mediums of art. And it's just, it's different than a lot of other things where if you're a car guy, you're, you're in the muscle cars or you're in the Mopar or you're in the, you know, Fords or you're in the V8s or you're in the Ricers, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, right. it's, but with this, it's like it, music and, and visuals and painting and, and, tattoos and all this different stuff is it's all held together by this just one common thread and i mean i just by and large everybody is just super supportive of each other and that's how it should be and i think that's the real big connection that we have everybody wants each other to to what, what they say the the rising tide raises all ships and yeah. i mean that's true yeah. there's it's uh even when you're kind of competing for some of the same small piece of pie there is that that you can recognize somebody has done great work and, and that's a beautiful thing. And that, that inspires you. So it, 
I don't know. I just, I think it's hard for a lot of people that, that don't have that creative thread to maybe understand that we're all kind of in this together yeah. and, and we, we all want it. each other to succeed. And yeah. Yeah. And even, even when there are, you know, to the extent that there are like Ford versus Chevy rivalries in types of rivalries in the art world, which there are, right. You know, they're like, you, you, you have, you know, people that kind of, you know, like they, they, they gently pat digital artists on their head. Right. Like, oh, right. That's, that's, right. Real, that's real cute, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and, and, you know, and then, Within digital artists, there's like, well, Wacom is shit and it's overrated. And, you know, like <laughs> Huion and XP Pen are making superior and, and Clip Studio Paint is is way better than than foot. No, it's not. You know, and then there's all it's that kind of conversation. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and there's a lot of those kinds of debates and back and forth. But, that's, you know, that's almost like fuel for the fire um, mm-hmm. and, you know, gets me like if you can maintain some objectivity about it and, you know, and not get too, uh, you can lose your own identity to the team that you think that you're playing for. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but as long as you can like kind of keep some, you know, perspective on yourself and not be like, Hey, look, you know, using clip studio paint doesn't actually define me as a person and it's being an artist and it's being in this community, then you, you can, you can have fun with it. You know, you can get, you can get yourself, lost in those little you know diversions and subdivisions or whatever or little rivalries and like you said still maintain that like greater sense of yeah uh, of, of, of unity and and when it comes down to it, when push comes to shove like that that is at that is at the heart of it and for the most part artists really are um unified and cohesive in that um there, there aren't going to be i don't i don't think there are going to be you know, too many, uh, you know, riots of like burning down cars and shit, you know, <laughs> between art, you know, and I'm speaking, I'm, right. I'm speaking of like after football games, like, right. I'm, like I'm not trying to get too political. I know that there's like riots well, and fires happening for right, other reasons. Right. <laughs> well, that's, how, that's how Ohio State does it. You know, when Ohio State, when, when, when Ohio State, when Ohio State loses, they go out and they burn couches and they overturn cars. And then when Ohio State wins, they go out and they burn couches and over, overturn cars. It seems like the college kids just want to get drunk and burn couches yeah, yeah, and overturn yeah, cars. Yeah. So. yeah, the yeah the day the day that Photoshop users are burning couches and overturning cars because of the last o- the last update, then I'm going to be worried. But uh, yeah, the last update, we we all always lo- loathe that. Well, update. And, <laughs> and kind of on the same subject, you know, I mean, uh, like you said, with the with uh, reality TV and and kind of, you know, the perception and uh, especially over the last 10 to 15 years, I've seen it. I mean, I have tattoos uh, that the whole perspective on on tattoos is different than what it was 20 years ago. Yeah. And there's still this thing. If you're a fine artist I, that there's a that, that little bit of an attitude that maybe that is somehow beneath uh, them in some way. But, but I, for me, I think you're going to buy a, a fine art painting and you're going to hang it in your living room and, and the people that come over for dinner is going to see that. And, you know, a handful of people every year see that, but for a, a, a good tattooist that that's going to be on somebody's body and that's going to go with them everywhere they go 
for the rest of their life and all these people are going to see it. And to me, that just seems like just such a, such a kind of a cool little rush to know yeah. that, that you've created a piece of art that is living. It's alive. You've created something from nothing on a, on a human being that it's a walking canvas. Yeah. That somebody yeah. everywhere yeah. they go, that's going to be seen. People got to go to see the Mona Lisa. Yeah. This is going to come right to them. You know, I mean, I just, I, I think that gets overlooked sometimes. And I just think that's a, I don't know that, that's something that some of the fine art guys should think about. But, yeah. And I got to, I got to address that too, because a lot of folks listening may not even think about this that much, but you know, going back to the gear for a second, the gear doesn't make you an artist. I mean, you should be able to paint with a fucking flip flop if that's what matters, you know? It, it's, can you it's, paint with a flip flop? You can. You can. I, I want on Twitch. I, I am. <laughs> this is what I want. I, sometime uh, in the next month, I want you to make a painting with a flip flop. I will. If you do it, challenge, I'll do it, man. Challenge flip, accepted. Flip flop challenge. <laughs> we will do it. All right. But yeah, is it the whole when you put fine in front of art and you put digital in front of art? When when you start putting these things together, it's it's trying to subcategorize what it is and our our culture hasn't quite been brought up to speed yet there's still a lot of people out there who think if you do it digitally you pushed a button and it took a picture and made it what it is right. you know and and there's still people who they'll want to degrade photography because it's not art or they'll say it's you know this painting isn't worthy because it's done in watercolor it there's always going to be that person who essentially tries to degrade something because they either don't understand it or they don't want to accept it. And that's that's really or the biggest... Or don't, it don't fit into their box of what they think it yeah, should. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can be an elitist sometimes when it comes to, to uh, instruments, but, you know, Cobain made one of the most popular albums of all time with a shitty $600 Jaguar. So it, it, it is, it's just, it's what you do with it. Yeah. So for all of our listeners, we, uh, I cracked it. I don't say we, I cracked a Guinness cause the, the whiskey's gone. I went through, um, my little cup of whiskey, whiskey. and, uh, I, I cracked a Guinness. It's a perfect pour too, by the way. It's actually pretty good. It looks really nice. It is. It is nice. You do a good job. Um, uh, we are at the part where I call it last call. Oh. We, uh, we've reached a segment of the show where I ask rapid fire questions of our guest. Rapid fire. Give all of you listening, rapid fire, time to finish that drink. All right. <laughs> <laughs> These are all fun questions. You can answer them however you want to, Joby. It's, uh, it's all good fun. Good, okay. good, good fun. If you could only work in one medium the rest of your life, what would it be? Probably digital. <laughs> Probably Clip Studio Paint. That's awesome because it's the most versatile. Because it's like you yeah. could, you could do your thing, you know. Yeah, shout out Craig Mullins, man. That's awesome. It must be nice to be able to be multi-talented, to be able to do different things. Yeah, so. Paul. Paul's just a bass player. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I sing a little bit. I play a little bass. Play a little acoustic guitar, but it's all pretty much the same fucking thing. Yeah. You guys all got all this different talent, so. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just making pictures. Yeah. It's all, it's all just, you know, it's all it, just like you, you would say, oh, well, you know, I'm just like making music. I mean, to me, it's like, I'm just making silly pictures. <laughs> just, as long as you're loving what you're doing. Right. Do you play music at all? 
Joby? No. No. no I, there was a brief phase in my late teenage years where I was convinced that I was going to be a bass player or you know, learn to... There, I always kick myself because I grew up with a guitar in my house and my stepfather was a really good guitar player and he tried to teach me a couple of times, you know, and I did the dumb kid thing where I'm like, oh yeah, sure, whatever, you know, and I'll try to learn Mary Had a Little Lamb and then not. Um, and it's like, you moron, if, if you would have stayed with it, I, right? I, I would be, a, a you know, a, a respectable guitar player. Instead, I'm making silly pictures. Anyway. That's the secret of home, kids. If you're listening, stick with it. You know, just right, do it. Right. Keep plugging away. Do your thing. All right. All right. So what, number two, what is the most bizarre commission or freelance job you were ever asked to do? The most bizarre? Yeah. Um. Well, shit, there have been a few of them. Uh, I mean, it would, <laughs> it would probably be, the, I mean, the, the, uh, you know, the traditional and the digital art stuff, the illustration stuff has been relatively tame. There've been some fun ones, but I don't know if there's been anything that's like super strange, but I don't know. There's a couple of like oddball tattoo ones. Um, the one that pops to mind immediately is, um, this girl and she wanted a mustache tattooed like right there if you know what i mean mm -hmm. like, <laughs> right there it's like uh yeah. like a marks tattoo or a <laughs> like 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 a, like a handlebar handlebar. <laughs> yeah, no no it wasn't it wasn't a groucho that would have been hilarious yeah, um, <laughs> but it was like one of those like you know fancy gentleman kind of oh, like, gotcha. uh, waxed yeah. and curled yeah, mustaches yeah, yeah nice. and i was like nice. so what uh you know what inspired this this idea and she's like well you know so like when somebody is down there look like they're wearing a little mustache <laughs> okay sounds fantastic usually people are like real shy about their clothing when they're going to get tattooed some somewhere a little bit personal yeah and i was like okay well you gotta you know show me exactly where you want me to put the stencil and she was just like boosh no problem pants down right <laughs> there okay we'll do it wow that's awesome <laughs> it's awesome the, the the little curls down by her knees. Yeah, right. <laughs> real long. No, that's pretty cool. I was going to say I something. I, I was going to say something else, but I got something. <laughs> I just my mind just went totally blank as a as a dude. I minded too. <laughs> minded. I, I was very deer in the headlights. All right, it's like uh, stunned silence. Like okay, uh, that's funny because a, a local tattooist I know he. Uh, he uh, he had these kids, these young guys come in. They all want to get OMFG tattooed on their cocks, and oh, they all just he said he OG. said they come in and they were they oh my fucking god you know and so he's like they were telling him this and he's like well I I mean I don't know I mean I guess I could and next thing you know is like three of them's got their pants down and he's like wait a minute here uh, one at a time and uh, we're not quite to that point yet Jesus he told me he was like traumatized he had to take a couple of days off after it. it fucked him up so bad so and he could only get OG on all, the, all of them so yeah I mean people get weird with their tattoo artists and I would just like to do a little PSA here like calm the fuck down and <laughs> Be nice to your tattoo artist. Right. Like you think that that we're all like you know motorcycles and you know <laughs> drug runners and like whatever. Uh, well, that perception has changed a lot. But right, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like listen, 
I, I, I don't want your dick shoved in my face right? any more than anybody else does. Okay. So just like calm yourself for that matter, <laughs> you, you, your, your boobs and your girl parts as well. Just, just calm, just calm yeah. down. It's like, it's, this is the thing you have to understand. It's not special. I know that you think that it's special, but it's not. It's not. Okay. It's not special. Yeah, it's like ha- half the population have boobs and the other half have cocks. It's like it's, right. not, yeah. it's yeah. not something we that yeah. you know you you don't have the market cornered here. And I've seen it all, man. I've Live, seen it all. Laugh, love. Doesn't. Yeah, it's like it's like trying to get a deal out of your doctor because I'm cute. No, you're not. You just got real ugly, and nobody cares. Now I totally understand now. Why you didn't like the the whole idea when we when I introduced introduced you as special? <laughs> <laughs> We've gone full circle. All yeah. right, number three. This is <laughs> this is the last one. Have you ever noticed? It seems like no one in the Star Wars universe makes art. If anyone oh, from the Star Wars, it's not true. Universe was a great artist. Who would it be? I guess I should preface this with: Are you a Star Wars fan or no? Yes, very much so. But oh, he good. said not. He said it's not true. What? What? Um, was there? What about the band that Moss Eisley Cantina? Oh, oh, good call, Paul. And, I didn't even think about and that. I will also add that the original. See, that's why he's here. The original song is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I had that sound. I had that album. I had that. I, I did had that too. Physical album. <laughs> I did too. And it was great. And then when they did the the remakes, I don't have no problem with adding some effects <laughs> and adding some stuff into it. But they fucked the goddamn song up, and it pisses me off because they added this fucking other singer, and it wasn't. I can still hear that long, that long fucking mouth fucking weird yeah. weird yeah, chick yeah, with the legs. Yeah, yeah. they've seen right. this. This kind right. of scat thing. It was badass. I used to listen to that all the fucking time. Yeah. And it's gone. It's not in the, it's not in the, the, uh, you know, new and improved versions. Well, clearly Paul has finally loosened up. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but, but seriously. But again, I guess music is an art to you, is it, Mike? I guess we get down to it. It since, is. Since it is very day. much an art. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, um, besides, besides that, <laughs> I feel, I feel like the obvious answer would be Yoda. You know, like he would Ooh, be this, yeah. like some fucking Zen oh. master, you know, like a samurai painter doing calligraphy. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. 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 But that seems kind of, I don't know. Maybe that seems kind of obvious. Uh, I bet, uh, I bet Darth Maul has some pretty tricky <laughs> shit and some like old sketchbooks and from high school. I totally like, did not think of that one. <laughs> yeah. He'd fuck you up. He'd make you think twice. He's, he's an introvert. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the Hitler kind of thing. Like he got rejected from art school. So he like went fucking Jesus. dark side. <laughs> if they would have just let him into art school. I know. See, now I'm just, I'm thinking that Chewbacca probably does like Jackson Pollock style paintings. Oh, no. oh no, yeah, no. totally. I'm going to paint yeah. 13 parsecs. <laughs> but like, but like with his own urine. Oh, right. Oh, and Jesus. hair. And hair. He rips hair. patches of hair out and throws it on the canvas. See yeah, there. You want to see, you want to see flip-flop art, man. That's a, Boy, that's that's a I, I think Han Solo would be more of a Jackson Pollock. He, he, he kind of crosses me as a Jackson Pollock. I don't, you know, this would be an interesting, uh, an interesting, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, exercise. You should do a few drawings or some paintings from the perspective of some different Star Wars characters as if they were that character, what would they draw? <laughs> oh, that's right. a fucking good idea. It is, right? The see, thing Anakin. is, though, is that I see, I see Han Solo, not maybe not so much as a uh, 
as a painter kind of artist, but more as like a writer. Like he's like yeah. a Hemingway. You yeah, know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's out shooting down starships, you know, and, and writing about like, it. <laughs> and, writing, yeah. and doing Great little little, little pencil sketches up in the corner yeah. of boobs. Right. You know? <laughs> Layla. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Leia. Layla. 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 Right. It's Eric Clapton. <laughs> the fuck's going on? He does kind of have his Eric Clapton thing going on. Oh, man. You got me thinking now. Like, like you know, just no, forget all the droids because the droids would do their thing. But you got like, um, you know, as I'm, Anakin Skywalker, right? Just creative and putting things together and grabbing all kinds of different ideas. And, mm-hmm. and they're really all going, unfinished. Like it would all be like, there would be collar and part of it and the rest of it wouldn't because right. it would just, yeah, it would never he be finished. He wasn't quite there yet, but then his anger took over and uh-huh. he just kind of really went at it with this this whole, just he jumped in like the blue period for Picasso. Right. right. <laughs> well, he choked people out in new and creative ways. So I think he was, <laughs> he was letting his art come through. Well, see, I don't think he'd ever have touched a canvas or a or a pen. Oh, that'd be interesting. He could just kind of like use the force. What to, would that to, look like? What what kind of? Well, how would that change your your strokes and stuff if you were just throwing paint? See, we got we got a whole other episode here right now. <laughs> I'm saying like you're trying to wrap it up, and I'm like, wait a minute, well, this conversation just got started. Uh, Mace Windu. Probably yeah. was the best artist of all of the Jedi. Yeah, is, he, is that your your personal opinion? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm thinking Mace Windu would use a lot of hard lines. Like it would be very, very ge- ge- geometrical. Ge- geometry, ge- geometrical. Geometrical. Yes. Geometrical. <laughs> I was. I knew there was a word there, but I'm like geometrical. But yeah, that's. <laughs> Paul should not be driving home. Hey, I'm, I'm from Southern Ohio. I'm not. I'm not a real smart guy. But yeah. But no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like a real ge- geometrical. <laughs> oh goodness! He's like, I want this motherfucking line right here, that's and the, I hope it burns in hell. That's the wrong move, right? Oh. <laughs> No, it's no, I think that it's perfect. It works. It works. <laughs> that's that, okay. That's I love that idea though. Of, uh, it is right. And the Ewoks are just doing, little palm prints, yeah, like with turkeys. <laughs> like you know how you make a turkey with your handprint. The Ewoks do some kind of yeah, some kind of local but animal, but with their little paw print. Like the like the fucking caves in France, you know, with like the, uh, the little, like finger paintings and shit. See, I oh, awesome. I'm thinking now I need to start with the last call. Hey, wait a minute. Well, oh, we, Jesus. we would be remiss if we didn't mention the, the stormtroopers' paintings would all be on the wall next to the canvas because they can't hit Yeah, they can't oh, hit shit. Right. Right. Oh, man. Where's the oh, canvas over here? No, it's not. Oh, and they're like, they're they're mm. painting with, uh, with like uh, the airsoft guns, um, <laughs> the paintball guns. Yeah, so... <laughs> Splattered all around the fucking canvas, Every, everywhere but the canvas. <laughs> this is a whole podcast. By it itself. is. You, it you is. Should, so I feel. I feel like you should just have a, 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 a like extra episodes of just the outtakes. Yeah, I want to see that. Oh man, Jabba using his uh, tentacle. No, no. Seriously mm-hmm. though, are anybody no, what? Any, anybody listening to the show right now? Hey. Are, are you listening? Are you watching the new episode? Have you seen oh, Jesus. the Mandalorian? The Have la- you seen the it? The last episode was is better than the last three mo- Star Wars movies combined. I think. Really? I, yes. I I am conflicted about the Mandalorian. Um, 
they're incredibly well made. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like a Rogue One quality. Mm-hmm. But the story loses me. Um, yeah, this the second I, season's really not doing me very good. Oh my good. god, really? So yeah. so well, so here's the 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 thing that I got clued into is that you have to have watched yep. like all of the Clone Wars. Yep. Uh, it makes series. it so much deeper. Yeah. And that's, I, it's, I see, that's where I feel conflicted. Cause I don't, I mean, I consider myself like a, like a big star Wars fan, you know, like I grew, I literally grew up with the original movies. There's, I have huge nostalgia for them. You just the, went, the, you just went to number 11 with me. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, even, even the, even the crappy Disney atrocities, I still love them for no. just for, just for having the name fucking star Wars on them. Fine. Right. That first one was but so it, great. When, when Kylo Ren gets off the spaceship and stops that laser, I got chills. Yeah. I was like, man, this is going to be, it, this is going to be so awesome. And I thought that was going to be the worst movie of the series. And it was because I thought it was really good. And then it just, nothing. It just I'm, I'm, seeing a side of, I'm seeing a side of Paul I've never seen before. But, but the, the, <laughs> the thing, the thing with the Mandalorian though, is like, I, I feel almost a little like ripped off that I can't just watch it for what it is and enjoy yeah. it for what it is. Like yeah. you're, you're obligating me to be familiar with, things that i haven't watched and then like what am i like not as much a fan as like the person that does know what's going on yeah it's heavily 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 canonized i I think the 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 casual non-star wars fans can enjoy it and just as an episodic western kind of thing but Mm. then then the the super fans or the people that that's grown you know grown up in this world it does make it so much deeper knowing the so, are you guys caught up with the latest episode? Oh Did yeah, you guys both watch. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm not. Uh-huh. Um. I. 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 I lost. That's why I said I lost the thread a little bit. You know, and it's like I'm in one of those things now where it's like, okay, I'll, I'll probably get back to it. But. I, I got to tell you, how far have you seen? Have you watched any of the second season at all? Oh, just like uh, like the first few episodes. Yeah, they yeah, suck. To... They suck. Right. I'm gonna I tell you, they suck. I, I do. It gets better though. I thought. It, it does, well. That's the point. It gets but, it's well, like yeah, it yeah. gets better. But yeah. see, not but at this point, yeah. Not, when they mentioned Ahsoka Tano uh, a couple episodes ago, not if you didn't know from the Clone Wars that that was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, that was his that was his apprentice, right? Then the it just doesn't hit you the same. I got super fucking excited. I'm like, oh my god, Ahsoka Tano well, is going to be. That's what I'm saying. Is I feel less left out, and maybe I'm just like projecting my own insecurity of like, well, how much of a Star Wars fan can I really say that I am if I don't know like all of these references? But it's like, I man, like I, I not to throw. Yeah, I, I'm I, gonna, I didn't. I'm not caught up. I'm going to throw a dirty fish in here. Paul likes Star Trek. <laughs> I, well, hold on. I like Star Trek too. I don't love it, but I do like it. <laughs> oh well. I grew up I'm, on the original. No, I'm, I just, I'm just I'm pl- I'm playing something on the wing. <laughs> something on the wing. Well, yeah, one of these one of these personal projects that I was talking about earlier is uh, a reimagining of Star Trek, but uh, like still in space, but also medieval. Like, Ooh, oh, nice. like. Like tall ships, you know, and yeah. you know, like uh, and medieval seafaring ves- vessels, but still in space. I don't. It's uh, <laughs> man, it's I like, like another, Kirk is another still thing fucking aliens everywhere yeah, he goes. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I I love the 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 original Star Treks, um, and there would probably be some, you know, like references to that, but most of it would probably be in the 
the TNG universe because yeah. I I was I was young enough for TNG, um, but not you know not not quite old enough for uh, the the originals. I I love them. I've I've watched them. You know, but as far as that nostalgia, that like deep childhood connection, right. more like the, the TNG. I just seen where, uh, what is it? Uh, Enterprise One, or what is that what it's called? It's got Scott Bakula yeah. where it takes place before yeah. the original. Yeah, yeah. I saw where that's on Netflix. I just put that in my queue. It looks kind of, one really? of the clips come up and they were talking about two of these these uh, yeomen or whatever were looking at, at them bringing uh, uh, food up in the transponders or the transporters. And it's like, I hope they don't think that we're ever going to get one of these. I don't want to be pixelated and put back in. I'm thinking, I think I could watch this show. This yeah. looks kind of interesting. Wow. Who knew number three of The Last Call would would spark so many questions? <laughs> <laughs> well, you started talking about fucking sci-fi shit. I know, man. right? I'm, I'm here for another yeah. two hours if you, if you want to do that. <laughs> we'll go uh, all Joe Rogan on us and, and just kind of talk forever. I, uh, mm-hmm. I I gotta say, I mean, I really do. You got to, uh, yeah, I do. Well, then but do it. A lot of Why folks, a lot of folks listening don't don't realize that Who? we put these things together a lot of times, and we just, you know, Joby and I have never sat down and talked. Um, mm-hmm. And and you walked in, Paul. You walked in like the last ten minutes of the show, or uh, the five. last last ten minutes before we started the show, and it was like, um, we're all kind of getting to know each other, even even through the podcast. So. Uh, th- this just goes to show you, you get three artists in a room and something's going to fall out of it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, yeah. it, it's it's a lot of We lot love of fun. stuff. We notice things. Things hit us different. I yeah, mean, yeah, absolutely. Aesthetics and everything that goes into it and the backstories and writing and it's just beautiful, man. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's a beautiful thing. I feel like I'm drunker than both of you, though. Oh, <laughs> you, you're starting to get lit. I am. I'm, maybe I'm getting a little bit of a contact high. <laughs> I just had this one. Drinking little, my kombucha. I had I had this uh, orange bucha, whatever it is. And it's not orange bucha. Whatever it's called. <laughs> it, 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 it didn't do hooch. anything to me. It's, it's, it's the hooch. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, that is the end of the show. Joby, how can people find you and learn about your work? Um. Well, if you... Search some combination of Joby Door, J-O-B-Y-D-O-R-R on most things you'll find me. Um, there might be an underscore in there, but uh, yeah, usually start with Joby Door and you'll find me pretty quick. Uh, my website is jobydoor.com uh, and you can go there. That's where you can see my portfolio and you can also find out more information about uh, the podcast that we do, Art Condition. Um, that's the, the current project that I'm really, really excited about. Um, which is on all the places that you get, get your podcasts and, um, it's streamed live 2 PM Pacific standard time on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Joby underscore door. J-O-B-Y-D-O-R-R. So cool. So cool. Yeah. I, that is a, I, I know everybody listening right now is a fan of podcasts. Obviously, you wouldn't be here, but Joby's Joby's podcast is so informative and so so many nuggets of of great knowledge there. You, you need to go check that out. I I love it. It's one of my favorite Thank you. favorite I, art I, I podcasts. I appreciate that. And we'll have to we'll have to do a, a switcheroo and have you guys on too to that talk be about fun. The, That'd be awesome. The yeah. work that you guys do and and this this project here as well. Awesome, awesome. 
All right. We'll sure. continue. We'll continue the the Star Wars conversation. We will. We'll, that sounds like a great we'll, idea. We'll drive. So, we'll drive the moose I, fucking insane. I, I would like. Can I, I just? I do want to do like a quick shout out to, yeah, to yeah. moose because it's it's. I mean the. I will often sometimes slip and say like, oh, the podcast that I started or we started without giving proper reference to moose is. I'm sure in real life his friends call him Mike. That's his his real name. But everybody that I know in our circles calls him moose. He's my co-host. He's an unseen force behind uh, the making of that. Uh, what happens on that that podcast? So, yeah. I, I, he's a he's a huge huge part of it. Moose, I have to give Moose have to, is have a, give big credit to him too. Yeah, Moose is a great guy. Every time yeah, I listen to it, a huge force. We were talking about Twitch before, um, and there are a, a number of Twitch channels and artists on Twitch that owe a huge amount uh, to that guy, and he. He uh, gets next to nothing out of it other than the satisfaction of a, a dozen or so artists deeply in debt to him. So. Uh, cheers, cheers to Moose right here. Cheers to Moose. That's a weak thing. It was not a weak thing. That's a plastic cup. I hate you. <laughs> Listen, I expect some fucking art to be made with a flip flop, and I expect somebody. <laughs> I expect somebody to. Uh, to to draw or paint or design something from a perspective of a Star Wars character. So I want it to happen. You guys work it out. I don't care. Oh who. shit. And uh definitely. And that's yeah. it. I want the flip flop challenge to happen. The so. flip flop challenge. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. I mean Mike, you threw you threw the flip flop gauntlet down and what said, is true. Oh, it, is, it is true. So, well, it I, I starts drawing on the table. Flip flops art and I can make art with a flip flop. Well fucking do it then, bud. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Gear don't matter. It doesn't. We'll it really doesn't. We'll stop out and see you when we're in when we're out out that way. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, when the world is, I I've, I've I've stopped saying gone back to normal, and I you know we need a new we need a new phrase. When it, yeah. when it gets when it gets back to when it gets to some normal. Some that's not good either. It's, when, it's the same thing. You're just throwing another word in there, Paul. Better. How about that? When it gets a little, when the world gets a little better, I'll see, I'll see y'all in the future. That's better. Future. I like that. The future. Man, we've we've really sucked up a lot of a lot of Joby's time. Right? Month, we gotta yeah. get we gotta get this wow. moving. All right, it's all go. good, man. We've already, we've already went through rapid fire. It's it. Oh, I hey, know. Don't you have a closing segment or something? I do. I do. I do. Yeah. How do you stop this runaway train? Yeah. We stop this runaway runaway, runaway train. Wait, wait, never w. going back. Soul <laughs> <It's a little laughs> asylum. Oh, oh, we don't have the money for that. No, we don't. We yeah, don't put that in the show. <laughs> Daily. I like that song though. Really? Yeah, I think that's a good. It always makes me think of Live too. Anytime I think of Soul Asylum, mm-hmm. I always think of the Goo Goo Dolls and Live too. It's kind of like that three bands. You are such a here. weird metalhead. Well, <laughs> it is what it is. All right, share this episode. Subscribe <laughs> if you're not already, and I'd love for you to leave us a review. I'm thankful you shared your time with us, and I hope you become a regular. Joby, Paul, it was fun having you on the podcast today, and I had a fantastic time. I did too. Thank you. Thanks so much.